the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Want to invite you to come on by and visit with us. You can ask your gardening question in person. You can uh, come on by. You don't even have to be on the air. Or if you want to call us, 308-8867 is the number to call. Throughout the day, we'll tell you about the uh, upcoming children's gardening workshop. <laughs> On fall vegetable growing, uh, I'll just tell you about it now. It's coming up next Saturday uh, from 10 to 11. It's a hands-on interactive workshop uh, teaching uh, kiddos how to... uh, Have you introduced us yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just check. We always introduce you. You're the first thing we do. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to introduce to Dr. Calvin Finch on the (laughs) right-hand side of your radio and Dr. Jerry Parsons on the left-hand side. So, okay, so the uh, children's garden class next Saturday, 10 to 11. Uh, it's hands-on, interactive, and all they ask is that you make your reservations by calling 497-3760. There is no cost, but uh, they do want to, because they do so much interactive and, and get the kids involved, they want to make sure they have enough materials for everybody. So call and make that reservation, 497-3760. Now, and David Rodriguez having one for the adults? By golly, David Rodriguez the same time. at the same time. Now, they be, keep the children away from David. David's is a little fun. longer. Uh, David's is actually two hours of fall, oh, vegetable, right? of fall vegetable gardening talk. Uh, it, hands off, David. It's a hands off seminar. <laughs> no, it's, it, um, but, uh, yeah, you'll, uh, David will be teaching from that time and then answering questions. That one's free, and because they're just everybody's welcome uh, from 10 to noon, just come on out. There's no reservation or RSVP, RSVP required. But, yeah, David's going to be doing that, too. And we'll reach out to talk to him uh, as well. But hopefully Mary will come up and tell us about the kids' class. So what's It's at the on? same time, right? What's that? It's at the it's, same time. Uh, David is from 10 to noon, and uh, Children's is from 10 to 11. But they both begin at the same time. So who's going to be with the children? Mary. I'm talking about they're just going. The parents are just going to leave the kids there. Well, they may be two different parents. Oh. I don't, most of the time, the parents that bring the, the, don't go to the separate one. Of course, oh. we've never had a, a formal separate one. I guess. Yeah, we never had had yeah, them together. They, quite often, they'll stay with the kids. And now I'm going to reach learn. out to David now. Are you? Yeah. Gosh, look at look at the uh, pentas over there. That bright red. 
is spectacular. They still, I guess they are. They're still on sale. Three eighty-eight, three dollars and eighty-eight cents for a one gallon. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they've replenished the lantanas and uh, shrimp plant. There was a guy there today, this this morning looking for shrimp plant right next to us here. The best looking tomatoes of the best varieties I've ever seen. Wow. Man, and don't they look good? They're really Oh, I mean, they're they're perfect. Did he get new stuff in or did the just the, the ones the, that we the, had grown? The ones that we had grown has grown out. They look great. Bit. They really I know I noticed it. Oh yeah. And that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Man. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I walked but by all, all the <clears throat> all the recommended varieties for this time of the year, and uh, right on the right on the money, right on the middle of middle of August, when when, when we were trying, shooting for. <clears throat> Again, a lot of people don't realize is that we started this procedure actually a year ago to get these plants sitting on that bench at this time of the year. A year ago to collect the seed, save the seed, then then plant them uh, 30 days before you want them. So 30 days before you. Uh, and there are a lot of people them. that held their breath. Yeah. Uh, wholesalers and retailers, and then there were a few that were ready to jump on Jerry <laughs> <laughs> if, if it didn't it didn't work out because it's well everybody everybody you know it's quite an it's quite an investment on their part to yeah to have week, these available a week before they they actually are ready to sell people get jumpy you know you, yeah you said they'd be here in August well give me a give me a week plus or minus a week because we're growing we're actually growing a plant here now last year the weather was pretty mild so that helped this year the weather is pretty severe but uh the, the looks of the uh, jerry, jerry and milk milton mentioned how wonderful the plants look and uh, the gardeners are, pl- are planting them as we're recommending did you did yours all t- take off and live and everything yeah no i don't yeah mine have a little natural some of mine have a little natural shade from mesquite um but they they definitely have the the heat sharpened leaves. Yeah, yeah. But they're putting on some size, um, and uh, looking looking good. I am giving them uh, 50 minutes of uh, drip irrigation every other day, um, and they they're ready. Yeah. You know, sometimes I are t- I'm tempted. I'm thinking probably wouldn't hurt if I I went to two hours of drip irrigation every other day um, just to give them a little more a deeper root system but that's the kind of stuff you can experiment with in your garden but they do need to watch them in this kind of heat and water accordingly it gets a lot easier if it was, when temperature falls to yeah. 90 degrees I'm, I'm impressed by that uh, ruby crush that new uh, grape cherry type tomato that we've got for sale out here that that for the fall for the first time ever and a lot of people have already gotten ruby crush and uh gonna give it a try this year again again it's, they haven't had fruit yet have they no uh-uh. oh. uh, but uh, the, these plants out here it's a it's a true determinant plant 
which makes it great for containers. Yeah. People are using containers on the patio or whatever. So I'm, I'm anxious to see all the all of those all of you who are growing in containers. Now this that plant, we we always talk about. Well, they have to be five gallons or larger to really be practical. Right. That might do a fair job in a five gallon as long as oh, you're yeah. watered, you know, watched and and fertilized with uh, osmocote and or the soluble fertilizers. You'd How probably, much osmocote would you recommend? Uh, copious amounts. That's what I was wondering. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that, that word is driving me crazy because uh, <laughs> when we started looking for it, I told you told you, I found it in one of my uh, English murder mysteries. Yeah. And the it was written in, like, 1966, <laughs> and they used copious. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just using the lingo. I'm sure he's just using it. Well, we've got copious amounts of time to talk to you at 308-8867. Thank you. 308-8867. Yeah, you really do owe it to yourself to come on out to Millburgers if you're looking for tomatoes because we are looking uh, at great one-gallon, great quart size. Is that the smaller size? Yeah, uh, we've got them in a a, a quart size for several reasons. One of the first reasons, or the best reason, is they've got an expanded root system uh, rather than in the peat pot. However, uh, you, if you all remember a couple of weeks ago, when they first came on the market, they were in peat pots. Mm-hmm. And people bought, brought yeah. the dickens out of them. wonder how Curtis is doing with the peat pots. I'm he sure, bought, I'm he sure he's doing well. I haven't heard any complaints. Now, Curtis, if you want to call us, you can tell us. Uh, <laughs> now, if it's 100 degrees out there with a peat pot the first few days you might have to water it a couple every, times yeah. Uh, yeah we used to we used to say uh every 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 day for an hour on a drip a, huh. on a drip with, with the drip now and that and that really is essential that you get that drip yeah right there right on the right pot. where the water is whereas on these uh, one quarts the you uh you got much more flexibility because if it's anywhere close, they'll f- the water channels into the into the one court, and plus you got you, you know you can be an inch away or two inches away, three inches away, and it's still get the water in there. So a, l- a little easier to deal with, and then a lot of folks are uh, do like I do. I like to plant three of each variety, and I like like right. six varieties. If you get six packs, then you have to deal with the Two, two selection, two yeah. se- sections. Huh? Yeah. So give them to a friend. Um, 308-8867. So you spend all your gardening time trying to find people to give them to. Them. There you go. Well. But we got peppers out here, too. I saw, yeah. And I, I, I looked through the peppers a while ago, and I was interested to see some uh, uh, tab mile jalapenos out there. Oh, I, I didn't know they were still available. I had got maybe some that was the oh sorry good the spring I got some yeah but yeah. Uh, they got some they're still some more were the tan mild the ones that the chefs like so much or was that the that Le was Joe Le Joe okay the big one okay the big long one and uh, we didn't have again we didn't collect any seed last year so never mind and, and I've been e- didn't do I've been eating. Uh, 
my sweet bananas and also my uh, Rio Grande Rio Gold. Grande Gold, yeah, they're great. I think Rio Grande Gold is uh, crisper, um, but both both of them are pretty good, pretty good uh, peppers. Are your Rio Grande Gold staying small during uh, this heat? Yeah, relatively small. Yeah. So are the sweet bananas are a little smaller, smaller than they yeah. too. Are you going to collect seed? Yeah, the only seed I've been collecting is my belly as uh. I chew them up <laughs> okay. at this point. I could though. I don't. I, I didn't. I don't know if we resolved whether I should. Yeah, we need to probably later on in the season, before the before the plants get killed. Yeah, because the plants look great. Yeah. Yeah, they don't mind this heat a bit as long as they're getting some water. No, they were developed in the Rio Grande Valley, so they get kind of used to it. They're they? kind of used to heat uh, during their developmental well, phases. Peppers in general, except for the green peppers. Yeah. Hey, we got Lonnie on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Lonnie, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Yeah. Very fine, thank you. Uh, I, I, I guess I just wanted to bring up a name of the past, from the past, that Dr. Parsons certainly will remember from his days of, with Bill McReynolds. Yeah. Uh, General Davis. Um, you remember General Davis? Oh, I'm afraid I do. <laughs> General Dave? General Dave, Dave Thomas? Thomas. General Dave Thomas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brigadier General, excuse me. Uh, I remember anyway, I remember he, he he used to talk about preparing for uh, fall tomatoes and recognizing, of course, as you guys have been discussing, in the, the extreme heat and the uh, dry conditions. He talked about and he taught me, as one listener, um, that putting in transplants, two things. One, make sure they're well-watered, kept watered. And take take uh, a cage, if you have your plants in a cage, and put newspaper around the cage to prevent the burning, extreme burning of the, the heat, uh, and, and, and suggested using clothespins, which is what I've always used to hold the newspaper on there until the plants get up and established. Yeah, yeah, and it's, shading it's worked, it's, it's worked for it's very well for me over the years. So if yeah. others can use that advice, then well, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's free. I, I, <laughs> I think I, I've certainly become, a, uh, I've given shade a, a lot of credit uh, this year that I haven't in the past because I, I always make a statement where commercial people don't and they grow five acres or more, uh, don't shade their tomato plants. But uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you still don't get a little... Home gardeners can get a boost out of uh, giving them a little extra shade, especially in the afternoon. But Absolutely. Where's your garden? And I'm sorry? What? Where, where, where are you located? Yeah, Lonnie. Okay, yeah, Lonnie, I've, I've, there's a garden close to my house that uses the, that newspaper trick, and, and I always think of it as kind of unusual, so I was wondering if you <laughs> you were that gardener. Are you over there by medical nope. center at all? <laughs> yeah. um, but um, I remember uh, General Thomas uh, referred to the use of cloches, and 
And I guess, in a sense, you could call that a cloche. Uh, right, right. Except it's, it's used kind of a specifically. Cloche. Right, uh, except it's used specifically for the extremely hot days of of late summer. So, yeah. But anyway, so. well, General Day was a good good gardener, and uh, I still run into. Let's see, who was somebody was showing me his peppers uh, that he distributed uh, years ago. You know, he, he used to uh, mail out seed mm-hmm. uh, from the show, and uh, somebody was showing me a pepper that he uh, that he sent out years and years ago, and people are still still growing they, they it. Need, they need to name rare, it in pro- his honor. Rare, produ- the, the, rare productive Dave pepper. Thomas pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, very productive. Thank you so much. Yeah. You have to... Do you have to salute it every day when you <laughs> almost Op- yeah. optional? <laughs> and we don't we don't want to forget that General Dave and and his his uh, I, I don't know if you call them volunteers or not uh, maybe recruits that children's maybe, that, garden. maybe that's the word children's we got a garden they're the ones that started the children oh really yeah. absolutely yes and. Right. Uh, uh, I think that's where David is today. I think they're getting started. And, and they, and, uh, he, they, they was kind of funny because they were kind of, those kids didn't know whether they were in gardening or boot camp, you know, I mean, they were, <laughs> because of those, those retired generals and colonels and all that thing was, it kept, made those kids walk, walk a tight line, but they respected them. Uh, I mean, it was it was a it was a very good working relationship, and that that of course evolved when when David Rodriguez came aboard. Uh, he kind of took that over, but, uh, but General, General Dave and his recruits were the ones that uh, first started that yeah. years ago, and and volunteers from the Men's Garden Club still participate. Oh yeah, well. With David. General Dave was president of the Men's Garden Club. Yeah, uh, for I remember years. I remember that. I, well. I don't think anybody, <laughs> anybody would. Uh, they, they, and he and he that that's the way he started the uh, uh, Bill McReynolds show. Was they came up with this wonderful idea that uh, they would have a member of the Men's Garden Club. Uh, do weekly programs on yes, radio program on, yes. on, his, on the radio program. Yes. Well, as as it often happens, the guy that comes up with the idea <laughs> ends up being uh, doing the whole thing by himself. So that's the way General Dave got started on his radio program. Okay. Thanks, Lonnie. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Uh, thank Take you easy, that, Lonnie. Thank you for that uh, that. Uh, Tidbit from history. Tidbit from history, exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Elton Glick, and you're listening to 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. It's fall vegetable gardening time, and Millburgers has a couple classes coming up that you're going to want to know about. First off, there's fall gardening for kids. This is next Saturday, the 26th from 10 to 11. Your kids will have a great time learning about the basics of vegetable gardening. It's a popular hands-on class, which means they're going to get to do a lot of activity and a lot of learning, and it's absolutely free. All they ask is that you RSVP so they know how many people are coming. Call 497-3760. That's 497-3760 for the kids' gardening class on fall vegetable gardening next Saturday. And for you adults, from 10 to noon, David Rodriguez will be on hand. He's the Extension Horticulturist with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, and he'll be talking about fall vegetable gardening, too. Now, for more information on all these classes, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and we'll see you next Saturday. Did you know that the average family visits five websites before booking a vacation rental? With all this searching from site to site, it can take hours, if not days, to find the perfect place to stay. This is not the ideal way to start your vacation. Save time and money today by visiting Tripping.com, the world's largest vacation rental search engine. Vacation rentals are the perfect option for families, groups, and even solo travelers. They're more affordable than hotels, offer way more space, and come with perks like free Wi-Fi, parking, fully stocked kitchens, backyards, and hot tubs. And Tripping.com is the fastest and easiest way to find the perfect place for you. Simply type in your destination, and Tripping.com shows you all available properties from the top vacation rental sites, so you can search and compare listings all in one place. Visit Tripping.com to find the best vacation rental for your family. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G.com. To find a place to stay, go to Tripping.com today. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Take 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Join Salem Media Group and Michael and Dr. Diane Medved for a special event. Patriots Day, September 11th in San Antonio, held at Magnolia Hall. The VIP event starts at 6. A night with the Medved starts at 7, including a spirited question and answer period. Fan club members get a special price. Tickets are available now. Go to 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and Big State Financial. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt, and there is nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos. 210-558-2834. TonyRamosLaw.com. 
Hi, this is Carl Amari, host of Hollywood 360, where I present the best in classic radio. It's the show about all things entertainment. Join Carl Amari for Hollywood 360, Sunday nights at midnight on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Come on out and visit with us or give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. Uh, y'all came from the back, so you didn't see the gorgeous Sinisa that they have up front there. Um, oh. Uh, and Yes? Uh-oh. All in blue. I went away, too. Uh-oh. Cheers, Al. Yep. Yep, hang on. There we go. How's that? Oh, I thought it was my hand. <laughs> no, no, you're okay, Calvin. <laughs> we couldn't hear Calvin you. Calvin batteries and everything is over there. Uh, my, my neighbor, Bart, r- reminded me that, too. But he said, uh, Milton will have a lot to say today because the Sinises are blooming all over town. They are. They oh, look man, gorgeous all over everywhere. town. Now, are they blooming because of the rain on August 7th? Or no. are they for yes. predicting? No. Yes. Well, see, okay, I have a question about that now. Now, that oh. you, now I knew you were going to bring that up because you, you doubt the old-timers. So I have a Sikonisa in a pot just like those, and we watered it. We watered it, watered it, okay, and it never bloomed. didn't bloom. It, it finished its bloom cycle, okay, and so we were giving it water just like it would have gotten when it rained. So it got it, – it had no difference except maybe cooler temperatures – or maybe if there are nutrients in the rain, I did think about that. Between in watering, uh, between the, after the rain, it was just another full day of watering. But it's blooming too. So why why would it bloom necessarily when everything else is blooming too? I think the Sinisa knows something. Yeah, you're not. Did you not understand, or just not? Oh no, I buying my argument. I, and I have to admit, <laughs> yes, that don't uh, admit. I wanna, no. I wanna, I wanna think that's more reasonable that they they bloom afterward. But yeah, but I've I've kind of seen that situation too, uh, and I've heard others say about the humidity. That I was say. wondering if it was humidity. Yeah, but yeah, and sometimes the uh, sometimes they're. They don't respond. I mean, you, you, sometimes they miss the the rains, but yeah. But I think I think you know I like Hassel and you, Melton. But I, I know. But now I got like I'm building a case. It's like Perry Mason. I'm just building there, fact after fact that can't be denied. Well, I hope I hope <laughs> what is going to happen. Perry Mason. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's a guy I, I saw him on TV <laughs> one time. Uh, but it it uh, it's hard to determine whether this. This big bloom period that's going on is response to the August seventh, yeah, or it's another prediction because there's we'll have to uh, doesn't appear to be anything in the it's uniform all over all over all over town. It is gorgeous all over town. I mean, so what we'll have to do is we'll have to keep a log, okay, of kind of not not in bloom today, humidity blank. No, this blank, something since rain. Are you going to do that? Sure, I'll try to do that. So now that i got one, I can watch it. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, I'll, Have I'll, you got a Lowry, Lynn Lowry? Yeah, I think so. It's got the big, bushier 
The big fuller flowers than the regular. And yeah. Little, little yeah, and it's blue. The flowers are blue. Blue. Well, sky blue. Oh, okay. Then well, he, mi- you know him. He calls any kind of blue tint sky. No, blue. it's it's still sort of a mm, purplish, purplish yeah, blue. You got a regular. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then we can watch that. But I thought the regulars had smaller flowers. They have different size flowers. Some of them. Okay. Selection. Depend on the selection. Did you guys see the uh, that uh, spectacular uh, hibiscus that that's the big the big red flowers? Uh, yeah, the the uh, marijuana hibiscus. Or yeah, that's a the uh, native Texas uh, Texas star. Yeah, hibiscus. I don't think I've ever seen the flowers that nice. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I further s- out there. I could see the, uh, but uh, they've got Texas star hibiscus. I didn't even I didn't realize they had uh, improved selections of it because in the in the old days I kind of remember them and maybe these were that were planted in the landscape and you know were treated as a native plant or given a lot of care but they the petals were not as bright and they were smaller than this this one that uh, here that's available here at the nursery. Yeah, that's really really showy. And Trace is not here today. I guess not. Well, we don't see a new plant of the week. Yeah, we don't have a plant of the weekend on the porch. Uh, I was going to ask him. Uh, it seemed like we t- had this discussion a while back, but uh, I've slept since then. And uh, it seemed like the, they don't have any more grande hibiscus, but they got some on the way. I, it seemed like I remember that's mm-hmm. the way the story is. I got a, I got a call uh from the uh, uh, this week on the email for people looking for uh, more grande hibiscus for the botanical garden. I'll be done. They don't have a bota- more grande hibiscus on the botanical garden. Huh. The origin, the whole, wow. the home of. Uh, Gosh, yeah, I remember yeah. in the old days you used to drive through. They'd be, a, It'd be everywhere. Grow them er- everywhere, yeah. Test spots and but that's when Mr. Moore was around. That's right, and Paul and yeah. But uh, so we're looking for them, uh, looking for them a more grande hibiscus. Uh, and I, 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 as I remember it, uh, they're growing some out. Uh, see, Color Spot used to be a big supplier of uh, more grande hibiscus. And red, red, uh, red river hibiscus, Mr. Mr. Doctor McFadden's uh, hibiscus, and flare hibiscus. But I think they've kind of gotten out of the uh, hibiscus uh, situation. So it's red. So, red river is hard to find too. Huh? Oh yeah, impossible. In fact, for a while, uh, great, uh, the. Um, Color Spot was the only one that was doing uh, Red River because I got them the plants years ago. And uh, it's always, it must have sold pretty good. It was very well adapted to, to this climate. And so, uh, but now now that they're out of the business, I imagine we've lost Red River, too. Hmm. Well, Dorothy gave me one last year. I guess it must be Flare booming up a storm. They're relatively, it's only three feet tall and booming, but it looks a lot like now it's gone. You you were 
recommending to somebody that they cut back theirs. Right. And I and I made, I said, well, mine was just the leaves look ocular and and the blooms there. It seems a shame to cut it back. Well, it was a kiss of death, you know. The minute <laughs> now the leaves are, are are turning yellow and kind of yeah. falling off. Yeah, you, usually at this time of the year, you want to flush new growth to bloom in the in the fall. And uh, the bloom in the um, we're talking perennial hibiscus now, uh, the one that kind of dies back to the ground, and you cut it back to the ground every every winter, and it it's hardy all the way to Canada. But uh, it's cold hardy all the way to Canada. But uh, uh, but uh, you you usually cut them back in the, in July and August, and uh, so and fertilize them and keep them watered, and they'll give you a good bl- a rebloom in uh, in the uh, in the fall. And uh, and the neat thing about it in the fall, the the bloom colors are more intense. Uh, I won't say that the flower lasts longer, but it seems like they actually produce more flowers in the fall than they do in the spring before it gets well, so are you, it's cool. Yeah, sounds like you're predicting that it's going to quit being 100 degrees out here someday. Huh? Well, uh, they, they're they talking like it's it's on the, on the decline. That'd be good. I was uh, I keep expecting the nighttime temperatures at least to drop a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, we're still looking at 78 and 76 yeah. at the lowest. And Roy's putting together our weather for next hour. Oh, good. Well, that's easy to do. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he's got a surprise for us. Well, they're talking maybe a little right, but very small percentage. Yeah, well, you got the, the newspaper there. They're not talking any rain. No, no. Hey. Well, Kevin, uh, you, uh, uh, I was surprised by your article. It, it sounded like you were recommending lawn fertilization. No, that was the it's headline. Early, that, wasn't it? that was the headline that the editors put on there. That was a little fall fertilization helps grass in defense of cold damage. It does, except and for, it's supposed to be a hundred today, Milton. Is that you know? <laughs> then my first statement in the article is that you know it's. It's uh, hard to imagine that we are need, uh, we can prepare for the cold weather here when it's 100 degrees out. But then in the later, uh, I say that uh, what time it is time to put the uh, pre-emergent herbicide down right. between now and the 1st of September. Amaze XL Dimension Any applied the, before weeds germinate. Yeah, and we... That that's the that's always hard to get people to uh, to deal with that because they don't think winter weeds when it's a hundred degrees. I still got my I'm, sand burrs are starting to to produce burrs and there's yeah. crabgrass out there and uh, well and they, I, well, I, they I don't want to think about bed straw. I wasn't real interested until I saw beggars lice on there. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, right. Uh, the sad thing about it is my dogs are still bringing in beggar's lice. You're right. Mine and too. you're saying that they're getting ready, next year's crop is getting ready to start growing. So. And I, mine keep bringing it in. I said, where are you getting this? Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I said, I, I My you yard know, is practically weed feed. Yeah, I have to, it, yeah. it must be going down in a ditch uh, where I don't mow that much. I, uh. 
Yeah, I have these rounds I make, trying you know identifying uh-huh. it and at least getting it out of there with the string mower and everything. But they they're continuing to find it. Yeah, they they'll they'll do that for dogs. So we need but, to put that put that on. You say now, Amaze XL well, dimension. Yeah, you got you got some time. Generally, September first is my target time for that. But um, others uh, others have said that you it's better if you put it down uh, towards the end of August, a week or so before the end of the month. Yeah. Depends on the depends on the weather, but you got to have it down before that cold weather break that Jerry and I were talking about. You know, when you when the cool, maybe Roy will be talking about today before, because the cold weather weeds will start germinating when the temperatures when we start when we get that cooling off a bit. Right, and it com- usually comes quick. Yeah, when it does come. Hard to imagine when it's 100 I hope, degrees. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I need for it to come quick. I'll put, up, I'll put up with the weeds if we can get some cool weather. You say October 1st is a good target date for fall lawn fertilization. That, that's what, uh, that's what uh, we've been talking about for years. And, uh, and then you go into the fall fertilization. But you're saying wait till October 1st? Yeah, if, they, if people can on fall fertilization. Yeah. yeah, because you're not, we're in that, uh, I think, we don't know for sure if we've gotten to that point, Jerry, where the uh, turf grass has changed its growth mode. I suspect we have, but when it's 100 degrees yeah. and we're in drought restrictions, it's hard to tell. What, yeah. But what we're talking about for the audience out there is that Every fall, or just before the fall, the grass stops translating nutrients into fast leaf growth and starts organizing them for cold protection and and actually organizes them also for uh, storage for a fast start next spring. So they kind of go into a more of a reserve mode, and that's... That's when we do the, 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 the fall fertilization becomes a, important to that reorganization of nutrients in, in the grass. And that's why we always try to get people to wait a little while that's, so it's most efficient and it's cooler and chances are we'll get some rain in October too. Hey, we're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call at 308 8867. 8867 toll free it's 866-308-8867 did you tell everybody you're eating your little watermelon yeah i chopped up my little baby my sugar baby watermelon and it was good uh so now i'm gonna kind of follow jerry's advice and see if i get a fall crop it's gonna let it keep growing so you, you hope that just double the protection, protection yeah that, for I, the air. too and then i'm gonna Go ahead and get me one of the, uh, the, you know, the farm trucks and yeah. go out there and sell both my watermelons on the side of the road. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 308-8867, 308-8867. Let's talk gardening, find out what's going on in your gardening world. 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. It's fall vegetable gardening time, and Millburgers has a couple classes coming up that you're going to want to know about. First off, there's fall gardening for kids. This is next Saturday, the 26th from 10 to 11. Your kids will have a great time learning about the basics of vegetable gardening. It's a popular hands-on class, which means they're going to get to do a lot of activity and a lot of learning, and it's absolutely free. All they ask is that you RSVP so they know how many people are coming. Call 497-3760. That's 497-3760 for the kids' gardening class on fall vegetable gardening next Saturday. And for you adults, from 10 to noon, David Rodriguez will be on hand. He's the Extension Horticulturist with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, and he'll be talking about fall vegetable gardening, too. Now, for more information on all these classes, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you next Saturday. Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager, and the answer is it doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 2-590-7878. This is Bill Parisi. I'm one of the underwriters at First Preference Mortgage, inviting you to listen to the Underwriters Corner, where we'll talk about what's happening in the mortgage market, how to lower your payment or even lower your term so that you can pay off your mortgage sooner than later. First Preference Mortgage has been a full-service lender for over 30 years, and San Antonio is an amazing place to live. Get the expert information you need to live and grow and thrive in your own home on the Underwriters Corner every Sunday at 3 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're talking with Mike Robert of Robert Custom Homes. And Mike, what kind of homes does Robert Custom Homes specialize in? Robert Custom Homes truly specializes in luxury, hill country, custom home living. You know, we build everywhere, Canyon Lake and north of that into Blanco, down to the south side of San Antonio and out to Seguin. You know, part of what makes the beauty of our custom homes is the fact that we have an ASID certified interior designer on staff to produce the finest interior design elements available today. Our first meeting is usually at our office to get to know each other, make sure we're going to work well together. And then generally it's a visit to your land. We want to see your land and the layout. And then usually some of our model homes or our properties or clients' properties that are open to us to use as well so we can show customers exactly what we mean by integrity, quality, and distinction. For your custom home, go with a home builder that reflects integrity, quality, and distinction. Robert Custom Homes. Mike, how can we reach you? You can reach us on the web at Robert. That's my last name, R-O-B-A-R-E dot net. Robert.net. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. This Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military in Shopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West and Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with the 10. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk 
risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need attend. And welcome back to Milberger's Garden, South Texas. Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch and back to Jerry Parsons. And Joyce is on the line at 308-8867. Hi, Joyce. Welcome to the show. You're on the air. How can we help you? Well, my question has to do with uh, when Dr. Finch mentioned his mallow hibiscus, and mine's about a mallow hibiscus. Mine has been blooming ever since April, almost every day. And right. uh, Pardon? Right, good. Oh, do you, well, know, what, do you know what kind it is? Well, that's the question. Well, he mentioned that he had a flare, and I wanted to know what color flare is. Flare is the color of a flare. Okay. Uh, you know, like, in fact, the the funny part about it, the funny story that I tell is when Dr. McFadden, he lived in Tennessee, my hometown in Tennessee, uh, he 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 worked at the spent his career at the University of Florida uh, down down in Florida developing hibiscus and roses and rose root stocks and things like that. But uh, he always talked about he had had three hibiscus, but yet the ones he had planted in his yard and the ones he always talked about was Swanee. Which is a white, kind of a white one, and uh, and Red River, which is a red one, uh, named after the rivers that uh, fly, flow through uh, through uh, uh, Florida, or fly, mm-hmm. flow into Florida. And uh, it, it it took me about it took me several years to realize he never talked about the third one. And I, I, t- I asked him, I said, Dr. McFadden, what, what's this third one that you have? He said, oh, well, the problem with it, see, he was a plant breeder. He said, the problem with it is it doesn't produce any seed or many seed. And, uh, and also, it doesn't go in the landscape very good. It's, it's, a, it's an odd color. I said, what are, you, what are you talking about, odd color? And he said, well... We named it flare because it's it's the intense fluorescent color of of a flare, like a road flare. You know when you start strike a word road flare, it has that uh, brilliant uh, fluorescent red color to it, and it just doesn't go with the red and the white uh, that that I have on the market. And I said, do you realize that there's people that that paint their houses that color down in San Antonio, and uh, and so I said, where is it? I want I want to see it and I want to get some cuttings of it. And uh, he, there were only three left in the world, mm. and he had them planted in a not too good a location at a friend of his house. So I went over, went out there and uh, got cuttings of them, dug two of them up. And brought them, brought them back to uh, Texas, and within five years, uh, that that hibiscus had sold over a million dollars worth of. Wow! And when uh, Doctor Doctor McFadden came down for my daughter's wedding, I took him out to Color Spot and showed him thirty thousand of his (laughs) plants that. uh, (laughs) Needless to say, he wasn't good, very, very good in marketing. 
<laughs> but any, anyway, that's the color. It's it's the color of a road flare, not pink. Uh, well, the reason pink. Okay, that so. answers it. Then I guess that's what I have because uh, last year I stopped by a house that had a plant blooming. Just I thought it was just spectacular. A quick glance, you'd say red, but it wasn't. It was a fluorescent pink, a brilliant. That's, that, that, that's it. That's it. Okay, that's, that's it flare. then. And I took some. And the plant, the plant, uh, plants a little bit smaller too than than some of your standard hibiscus. And you'll you'll notice that uh, it doesn't doesn't set a many viable seed. I haven't seen so, a seed. <laughs> yeah, that, and so that's why that's why it keeps blooming. It's uh, done, done, it's, uh, it's practically sterile, which is not a good characteristic for a breeder, but is a, a perfect characteristic for a homeowner yeah there isn't anybody that doesn't come but i only have the one and i know that that they're in the family of okra so it's just growing straight up just one stalk straight up and, and it has flowers you know all the time but only oh one oh my here. goodness one and That's one right. and one and one and so uh <laughs> that was why that i didn't know but that's why i would call it certain people just crave the color when they see it but my then my question was you're talking about i'm not willing this year to cut it back because it's still loaded with flowers on every point going up and yeah. so uh but it's only one stem now next that year weird. that's a, that's an unusual growth yeah, habit for flare because mine's the opposite mine's squat yeah and uh lots of little stems that all of them have flowers yeah have you got a flare I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, I was wondering if next year, after it's frozen back and comes up, whether I needed to snip the point somewhere when it was uh, eight inches or something, whether that would help it to branch. But that, uh, that, that absolutely will. Now you have, have, as a holder of a rare plant, you have the obligation to cut it back right now so that it shows best this fall. Are you going to follow that? No, I'm sorry. I'm not willing to give up all the flowers on top of it. Well, that is weird. So it's just got one stalk going straight up. Yeah, it hasn't branched and, at and it's, any point. Is it? Is it in full sun? Well, that's it. No. Oh, <laughs> I don't okay. have full that sun. Explains, that, that, that explains it. But it's blue, so it must be willing to tolerate the oh, yeah. model shade and things that it does get. In fact, uh, so I'm pleased with that. And next year, I will uh, I will start nipping it as it comes up in there. But yeah. well, I never knew about, what it was. Eight to, eight to ten inches tall, take the top out. Because I'd heard about flare, but I had no idea what color. I knew it wasn't Texas Star because it isn't red, and it doesn't have the separated petals. It, you know, it overlaps into a round, what I call a round flower. But anyway. Right. Okay. You can well, uh, you can look on plantanswers.com. Uh, no, I can <laughs> Oh, you can't? All right. It's I'm not sorry. friendly to me. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> You mean you mean the whole computer is not friendly to you, or well, PlantAnswers.com? PlantAnswers, uh, you know, I can get lost very immediately. But anyway, that, me, that's, me, that's why we have the search engine. Are you saying that uh, I can, I that Jerry's the way Jerry's too. organized PlantAnswers.com and it's, it does not make it easy to use? <laughs> 
Maybe it's me. I'll, I'll take the blame on that one. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. <laughs> well, well, just, Mil- Milton and I would like to, we can razz him about go, it. Just go on the planetanswer.com and the first search engine to the, to the, to the left, well, when you open the screen, and, yeah, it's to the left. Uh, oh, no, it's to the right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Anyway, the first ser- the first search engine and uh, type in flare hibiscus. I'll give it F- a F F L A R E flare. I she won't another. cut it. She won't cut it back, but she may try. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm attempt. saying you can see the picture. Yeah. Uh, the I have another question, please, on a totally different subject, and I guess it's Dr. Finch maybe on this. It has to do with saws and and. They're, they're, I'll take the blame because their website hasn't done me much help either, but maybe he knows the answer to this. And that is, I'm in the middle of having a house constructed, and I'm putting in a 1,500-gallon water catchment uh, system. And does SAWS offer anything to people in water conservation that are starting out and being conservative, or is it only if you take out grass? I'm not going to have any grass in the backyard. The um, Lincoln HOA says that I have to put in a, a sprinkler system, but I'm not going to have. I'm going to have it all capped because I don't need it in the back, and things like that. Does saws do anything in conservation abatement or something for folks that are just beginning, or is it only for people who have a bunch of grass and stuff and then put in the systems? Well, you know, their rehabilitation programs get most of the attention, but I think they do have some offerings for uh, to help you influence people to start out conservation. I would call the conservation department and ask for one of the conservation officers or Mark Peterson, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Peterson, who's on this show quite often, and just do, give them that question. Because uh, I think it's uh, that might make a big difference to, to, to you if they can help you out, and plus they may they may help them accomplish what they're trying to accomplish in conservation too. Yeah, by, okay. uh, I'm not doing potable influence. water. I didn't mean to indicate that it's going to be strictly no. for yard use. Yeah, well, that's that's they're interested in that. I know because they're interested in mine. I just put a new rainwater catchment tank in too. So, uh, but. Uh, Mine is kind of mine is mine will replace some potable water, so they they were very much interested in that. I see. Give, oh, them, I'm a, sure give them a give them a call. Um, I was trying to remember what the conservation department phone well, call. I can find I can find number, that or get number. that from them. I got yeah, to do go, that. Go to, yeah, go to their information number and, and yeah. ask for one of the conservation officers. To do the potable, you have to have, what, a UV system in there? Yeah, to do the rainwater for potable? Yeah, is that what you're doing? No, I'm not doing that. I'm doing yeah. the I'm trying to replace some of my potable water use on my gardens that I use oh, for Oh, oh, I see, I see, I'm, yeah. Well, I'm trying they, to do the same thing you are. Yeah, Yeah. okay, because to me it was really silly when they were talking about putting in the tank. They said, now, do you want all of the water systems water to flow into it and use it out of that? The heck no, I don't want that. I want it off of the roof, you know. I have this big, huge, <laughs> ugly metal roof that ought to feed the tank. So anyway. Well, that's what Saws, Saws prefers what you're doing. And they may have some programs that will help you out. 
Oh, I will call them then and see if there's anything of that thing. So, okay, well. Hey, do you want the number real quick? Okay, thank you, yes. 704 and then save. Okay. S-A-V-E. 704-SAVE. 210. Good work, Good. ma'am. Thank cool. you very much. That's helpful. Thank, thank you. Me. Good Bye-bye. talking to you, Joyce. Bye-bye. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Let's see if we can't help Stan before the break. Hi, Stan. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi. How are you this morning? Good. Or this afternoon, as the case may be. Uh, I have a question mm-hmm. about ghost peppers. I planted one, and I cannot get that darn thing to bloom. Yeah. Good. Uh, when, when did you plant it? In the spring? No, I just planted it here about, uh, well, let's see, it would have been about the 15th of July, I think. Oh, okay. You've been too anxious. Even the ones you planted in the spring, uh, and they had a, a little bit of uh, production in the spring, uh, have gone out of production because of the hot, the hot temperatures, but... Okay. It will uh, come back again, and you'll have uh, per fall production. So okay. don't well, just, just, just be just be patient. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So uh, what are you going What are you going to do with those hot peppers? He's missing that taste. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just going to try them. <laughs> you don't know you what know, you're going to do with those hospital no, hot peppers. I, no, I'm. I'll I'll figure it out when they bloom and produce peppers. Yeah, did you sign that uh, contract that you not you can't feed them to your neighbors? <laughs> no, <laughs> can't feed them to the birds either. I don't suppose. All right. You know, I I did that. I saw that thing about lasagna uh, tomatoes using right. tomato uh, lasagna, and I put one of those gallon jugs down by my tomato plant in the garden, and I'll be darned if that doesn't work. Oh yeah, I feel yeah, that's... yeah, it works great. And uh, and the shading of it, I use one of those uh, uh, white things that you use for the springtime uh, to cover the plants to keep them from freezing, and that works great oh, for shading. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, those, those buckets that, types of things. Yeah, yeah. just use a paper clip, uh, or not a paper clip, but a, a clothespin to hold them onto the cage, and that, that works great. Yeah, you put them on the western side of the of the, of the right. cage yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, it doesn't get more than just uh, more than just the morning and early afternoon sun. So that works. Yeah, works I, th- fine. I think I think that's uh, we're going to have to revisit our recommendations on shade. Uh, there's too many good gardeners using shade that uh, that's working for them. Thanks, Stan. We got to go. Uh, we're going to go and uh, get you caught up with the news, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Our phone number three zero eight. 8867-308-8867. More in a moment on The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Wick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. On a pretty day out here at Millburgers, uh, sitting and talking with you about gardening. So give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. And uh, we're going to go and find out what the weather is going to be for the rest of the week. Uh, we'll talk to our 
roiling thunder weather forecaster Roy McDonald. Hey there, Roy. How's it going? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Well, just a lot of heat right now. Not too much. Uh, today's going to be a high of 99 degrees. So we're going to miss out just a little bit on those triple digits. Uh, tomorrow's a high of 97, low of 76 with clear skies throughout the day. Monday is actually uh, going to be a pretty big day. It's the uh, America solar eclipse. So there'll be a lot of people out across different states kind of checking that out. But it'll, mm-hmm. be a, it'll be a high of 99 degrees, low of 77 with partly cloudy skies here. Uh, Tuesday, high of 98, low of 75. Um, Wednesday, high 97, low of 77 degrees with a possible chance of some uh Late afternoon showers, about a 20% chance of rain. Also, Thursday, a 20% chance of some isolated showers with a high of 96, low of 75 degrees. And that little slight percentage chance to stay around for Friday to round out the work week. 20% chance of some isolated showers with a high of 95 degrees and a low of 76. Roy, is there any kind of projections when the heat might break? I don't see anything, at, at least right now. Um, I, that's what I, what I tried to look for to see if there was anything getting us out of the high 90s, but I couldn't find anything here um, here in, in the near future, at least. Well, thank you for the good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody has to deliver it, right? <laughs> He's just a messenger. Don't shoot him. Thanks, maybe, Roy. Maybe maybe y'all can help. Me. Have a good one. Uh oh. You need Roy's help. I don't. Uh, I can't wrap my head around this solar eclipse. Okay. Uh, what does it last? Two or three minutes at the most. Right. Yeah. So it, it won't be very long, and actually, it'll be more visible over some other states. Uh, it, it's several states that it'll actually kind of in those particular states over certain cities you'll be able to see it. But yeah, it, it won't be very very long. It won't be very long. And, and the sun's going. The sun will be blocked out for two or three minutes Correct. by the moon. Yes. Correct. By a Ford eclipse. What? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, it's, it's, it, it, it's a phenomenon that happens so rarely that people want to like you see it. Used to be credited with everything. It, happen, it happens everything. every night, Milton. <laughs> well, no, when the sun goes down, but not not the. And road. it's longer than two to three minutes. No, it's not quite the same. Yeah, the 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 difference is you can burn your eyes the, or well, damage the, your eyes. The, the, you know how many people are going to look straight into the sun? <laughs> well, they have those glasses. You no, the, everybody doesn't have those. Well, the gla- and don't look straight into it. Their glass. They were saying in the paper that uh, they've run out of the glasses from almost every source. And yeah. Amazon doesn't have them. And yeah. They had, they, some recalls. Some of them. And they're, buy, they're buying these glasses to look at the sun going uh, going away for 2 to 3 minutes. No, looking looking at the moon coming in front of the sun. Oh, that's what they're looking at. Yeah. And some folks see this as an omen. Say you can see the moon at night. Well, the night and day thing. And you don't have to look no, into the sun. I am presuming you can't see the moon during the eclipse, although I don't know. Because there's no light reflecting. The moon is light reflecting. Yeah. Poor Roy. Are you still there, Roy? Or yeah. have you given up on this conversation and found better stuff to do? Does it make any sense? No. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It's it's. No, it doesn't make sense, Milton. You're it, you're taking a chance of damaging your eyes. No, well, don't look at it. Just you can. Well, everybody's gonna look at it. 
you can you can do pinhole and, and pinhole without, type things. People can, without glasses are going to look at. Well, no, there's some Those people that glasses. fear fear that it's a neg- negative omen, and so you're, they need to hide from it or avoid it. And there's others that see it as a positive, as a kind of a breaking point where things are going to get better in their lives. And there's oh wow, really? And there's cool. yes, sect, uh, religious sects. Oh. Uh, that have uh, at least there was at least one person in Australia, a preacher that um, said he expected either a uh, let's see, was it a hurricane or uh, he had three three different bad weather phenomena oh, that okay. could occur in the U.S. was going to occur in the U.S. Yeah. So I bet it's going to be good for ophthalmologists. <laughs> and you're treating bird eye. I think Chat isn't Chattanooga yeah. one of the centers of yeah the, Tennessee. Nashville is. I know that. Oh, and yeah, Chattanooga is too. They've got. It's funny because they have the atheists are going to Chattanooga, and so did they, and one of the re, yeah religious groups is also oh. going. Judy didn't want to hop in the van and go uh, chase the eclipse. I don't know. My son is in Nashville, of course. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, you could have gone. I could have gone. And, Just uh, walked out on the porch and on his, on his back. It's going to be a full eclipse in there. Yeah. So I called him. Uh huh. I said, "All right, here's the deal. I don't want you making a fool of yourself going out looking at the sun for three to me- two to three minutes and running your eyes." But then he could. Bum- it's not worth it. Then he would have a. He'd be a visually affected musician. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Charles. Um, anyway, <laughs> there are there are millions, well, hundreds of thousands of people, at least I guess, going to uh, driving to all these communities that I think oh, yeah. haven't seen these populations ever. Uh, I think some of the small it, towns it are just going to be beat up. Me. But, I don't know. I understand it. Anyway, why? Because you, this is something that you can experience for the maybe once the in your life. Time. Yeah, exactly. I experience the sun being blocked out every night. No, the sun, the earth moves and you know, all that. Anyway, Richard we is We don't see the sun every night. That's true. Every night. Okay. But it's not this phenomenon. He doesn't uh, He doesn't take the same delight in earth's phenomenon no. like you do. I was waiting for questions from callers going, is anything going to happen to my plants? Uh, <laughs> no, plants are smarter than that. They're not going to look at it? They're not going to look at it. They look at it all day, every day, all day. Anyway. I see. Oh, it's true. Richard is on the line. I think it becomes particularly bright during the eclipse. I can't remember. No, it doesn't. It's like it comes, you're coming out of darkness, and so, anyway. That's, that's like early morning, Milton. Oh, that's true. You're right. But it kind of, anyway. Richard is on the line at 308-8867. Richard, help us out here with either eclipse information or uh, just a gardening question. What's going on, Richard? A uh, common Bermuda yard that I have that was neglected by the previous owners. So what uh, I did is obviously fertilized it, and I've been mowing weekly, and that's once every seven days, not like with minimum expenditure of effort. <laughs> and uh, at the lowest setting I could, close to scalping to control weeds. But when the drought stayed in, I just let Mother Nature water uh, the yard. So now it's grown a little bit. So what's the ideal mowing height if I'm not providing supplemental irrigation? What kind of grass? Common Bermuda. Um, well, the what, what some golf courses they do that a half an inch. 
but uh, uh, athletic fields, I think, are just under an inch. So an, if you could do it at an inch, inch and a half is, look, looks pretty good in a residential situation, but you could do it an inch is ideal. But you, you probably don't want to go down at this point. You want to start that um, start that training. He's been scalping. Oh, has he been scalping? Yeah. So just I, keep it I was mowing it right at uh, uh, at one inch to, to control the weeds. Okay. Like I said, every single That's week. That's perfect. That's but perfect. this latest setting, like I, said, I don't know if I got a water softener issue, but if I water the yard, then I get an astronomical bill from saws. So I've been letting uh, Mother Nature, and I got 5.5 inches this last uh, couple of weeks when we had a good rainfall, so it looks mm-hmm. nice and emerald, and uh, I'm letting it grow a little taller for the for the drought. That's why I'm wondering. Is your, I mean, your emerald zoysia? Or no. Emerald? The, the color of the color. Bermuda is emerald. It's, it's the deep, 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 deepest green I've ever seen. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that selection. Uh, but there, there, is a, there is an em- emerald zoysia that's real... Crinkly and stiff. He just saying that the color of the Bermuda yeah. is that color. Oh, is emerald color? Yes, it's the dark. Yeah, well, one, one inch is one inch is pretty perfect for. Uh, oh yeah. Bermuda grass. That's that's the the level where it competes very well with uh, other grasses and with weeds. And so since you quit water, and I imagine it's going to turn brown pretty soon. Yeah, it was pretty brown, but like I said, this five inches of rain we got a couple of weeks ago yeah. just greened everything yeah, green. up. Isn't that amazing how one, oh, yeah. one rainfall and it's green again? Well, go ahead and keep keep doing it like you were doing it. And uh, you, don't, you don't have to let it get taller just because of the uh, drought. Or in other words... It, I, we, we've had we've had this running discussion on St. Augustine, whether it's good to let it get tall uh, during the when you're drying it down, or or, or leave leave it leave it at uh, two what two inches or two and a half inches. Uh, what St. Augustine? Oh, we talk talk about three and a half or plus, but a lot of folks are mowing it at two or two and a half. Yeah. Okay, uh, when so, it goes, uh, uh, when it when it shoots those stems up, it looks like an old-fashioned TV antenna. Is, is that the seeds, or, or what is that? That's a seed, yeah. Is there any benefit to letting it get that high, or no, no? You need to keep cutting it uh, like you were cutting it before. Okay, mowing it. Okay, that'll work. Good, good luck. Thanks. Thanks so much. You take care. Owen is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. He's gonna. Give us more Eclipse information. Good deal, Owen. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I've got a couple of comments on the Eclipse. Thank you. We are going to have approximately 70% totality. Oh, wow. Here? Okay. Uh, In San Antonio. And that is still a hazard to view directly. If If you have complete totality, you can take glasses off. You can look at that with the naked eye. Oh, but, we're okay. not, but we are not going to have that. And the problem is, if you look at the sun, you don't have nerves in your retina. So you can burn your retina and not even feel it. Mm. So you definitely do not want to look at the partial eclipse directly. Now, if you've got the eclipse glasses, that's fine. Keep those on. If you don't have those, you can make a pinhole viewer, and there's all sorts of 
little craft projects that you can find on YouTube on how to make a pinhole viewer for virtually nothing. It doesn't cost you a cent. Uh, you can use a cereal box and a piece of aluminum foil and you make a little pinhole and you're viewing the, sh- the, the shadow, the reflection of the eclipse. You're not viewing it directly. The good news, yes. and I haven't, heard, I haven't heard anyone mentioning this. I, I read an article that in approximately 10 years, so keep your glasses, uh, in approximately 10 years, we, we in Texas are going to have both another partial eclipse and then a total eclipse. Oh, really? In I haven't years. heard that either. No, I, there, there, I've seen one article that, that mentioned that. <coughs> huh. Uh, which will be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll, we'll have all sorts of out-of-state visitors uh, coming coming south. Uh, a friend of mine commented that uh, on this eclipse, it starts in Salem, Oregon. It ends in Salem, I'm not sure, North Carolina, South Carolina, something like that. It's going from Salem to Salem, and there are like six other Salems in the path of totality. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, was, so Salem, Salem Media should have been all over this. Uh, you can visit Salem and just find the right one. Oh no, no, I meant Salem, the state, the group that owns our radio stations. We should have been all oh, over this. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I, I missed that one. That's okay. Yes. That's that's okay. <laughs> well, they're going to have TV coverage. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's there's several shows, uh, Science Channel. They're talking about having. Four, I think four different hour-long uh, shows on the eclipse. Uh, uh, they've got weather balloons that are going up. They're going to be doing all sorts of research, and I think that's going to be uh, televised as well, because obviously a lot of people aren't going to be able to see it. Uh, yeah. But they can watch television. I think we're broadcasting it. If you look directly uh, at the radio, no. Uh, that was another bad that joke. Might, that I, makes I, about as much sense as, uh, as televising. I'm sorry, Owen. That was staring, bad joke. staring at your radio will prevent <laughs> blindness, yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, not. Owen, Owen what, yeah. is, what is the physical, what is causing the that burning of the retina? Now, if you look at the the full sun now, would you get that burning too? Or, or oh, what? absolutely. Yes. It's, okay. It's, so. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's infrared uh, that you're focusing your eye, your the lens of your eye is focusing that just like a magnifying glass, which I used to decimate ants with uh, many years oh. ago. Uh, you're doing that to your retina, and it's 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 infrared, it's heat, and you are focusing oh, wow. that you are focusing that on your retina, which will not oh. heal. And, you, and uh, you, you notice the, the the interesting thing about this is I never I never catch myself looking at the sun. That's a good I mean, idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, all all of my lifetime, maybe it's a genetic thing. You, you're that I'm <laughs> smart enough not to look at the sun, or maybe my mother at a maybe at a she young told age, you not. Well, to. I wonder. Said, wonder don't if it don't has go out to, looking at the sun. I wonder huh? if it has anything to do with having a bald forehead. No, no, yeah, no, no it's heat. There's no, there's well, no. Well, Doctor you know, Parsons and I share that attribute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So are you going to? But but that but that's the the problem here is because you get 
folks I'm, I'm don't look at the sun when it's normal, Hang but with the, with the eclipse, you'll you want to see, and yeah. it's, it's deceptive because you can look up there and not get not think you you're all, getting blasted. You also do not want to think that you can look at the partial eclipse with sunglasses. That is not enough uh, filtration. Enough. Huh. This sounds and, dangerous to me. It is very. It, it, this whole thing is dangerous to me. That's why you should watch it on the radio. Encourage, encourage it on people the radio. to look at the sun. <laughs> but go go to uh, go to YouTube. Look on how to make one of these pinhole viewers. It's a great okay. craft that'll take twenty minutes, maybe. Uh, but even though we're at seventy percent, it'll still cause irreparable. Uh, damage to uh, to your eyes. So use averted vision. What you're looking at a pinhole reflection. Do not view it directly. I heard somebody was talking. I can't quite picture it in my mind. Maybe you can help, Owen. They were saying that they used to see uh, if if when the eclipse happened, especially a partial one, through leaves of trees. It would filter it, and then they could see the the shadow move across the sun. Yes. And I Oh, you can? Yes. Uh because what the the leaves so are on the ground. A, on the ground. Yes. Yeah. Uh the the light comes through uh the mass of leaves uh and they are reducing that just down to a pinhole. Oh. And that focuses on the ground and uh you have to find a, a lucky spot. But again, you're looking at you're not looking through the leaves. You're looking at the light that's come through the leaves, and it's on the ground. I'm recommending to all of our listeners that we love dearly. Do well, not. When, when is this thing going to happen? Monday. Monday. Monday about 11, I think. Or it, right? uh, the, the full uh, eclipse event, um, I've got it right here on my calendar, as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, the, the full event from partial from onset to completion, um, I've got from 11.30 to 2.30 oh. from the beginning to the end, but maximum is at 1.05. That is when we're going to see as mu- the, the maximum, almost totality, uh, in San Antonio. Oh, Owen, have you been following the... Uh um, the reaction of groups to this as an omen, you know, in the old days, they blamed everything on, if, uh, you know, if you had this kind of a situation. Or, and now there's a few uh, religious groups or uh, non-religious groups that are uh, predicting there'll be problems because of it. Uh, or they're, Well, I am they're, concerned that the dragon eating the moon... Uh, well, what goes in comes out, so I don't want to be downrange. Uh, but <laughs> no. Uh, so- something else that's interesting uh, on the totality is, and I'm sure you've heard that you know the birds start chirping and going to bed and all of that. Um, there's also a significant temperature drop. Well, well yeah, that makes it's like sense. a cloudy day. It yes, and it it is it is pronounced. It is significant. You will definitely feel it, and that will be a problem. Uh, okay, so gardeners should go out and work during the beginning that uh, during that during couple that, hour period. During that couple hour period. 
okay. And don't look up. <laughs> yeah, while they're don't watching look radio. Up. Do not look up. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? It's like a cloudy day. Uh, Owen, what, what's your background? Why do you know all this? Are you just a hobbyist? or uh, Just a hobbyist. And are, have you seen an, an eclipse in a totality? I think so. Uh, oh, really? I, I was I was very young, so this was 50, 60, 60 years ago, 50 years ago. Uh, I, I, I seem to remember it, but it is a, it is a vague uh, remembrance. You don't think you looked up, looked up, and that's the reason you have a, a singing a CNI dog now? I do have a dog. And there and you go. I knew it. You know. Oh. I knew it. Well, Owen, thank you. That was great. You're, you're yeah, very was. welcome. Thanks, Owen. I, again, I would I would encourage parents uh, make make the the pinhole viewer. It's fun. Uh, it's real easy, and do not look at it directly unless you are wearing eclipse goggles. Those are the uh, the, 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 the glasses, because you can I don't know that you can get them damage. anymore. Probably not. They're, yeah. they're out, Owen has helped us do our duty to Yeah, uh, way to go, Owen. Thanks a bunch. Very good. I'd, okay. re- I'd recommend you lock your kids in the closet or something. <laughs> you recommend that every uh, week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's nothing new. <laughs> for, for the, for the entire, entire deal of Eclipse, lock your kids in the closet. Speaking of kids... How's this for a segue? When we come back from the break, thank you, Owen, we're going to talk to Mary about the kids' gardening class here uh, that has nothing to do with the eclipse uh, right after this. Thanks, Owen. Thanks. That was a big help. 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. It's fall vegetable gardening time, and Millburgers has a couple classes coming up that you're going to want to know about. First off, there's fall gardening for kids. This is next Saturday, the 26th from 10 to 11. Your kids will have a great time learning about the basics of vegetable gardening. It's a popular hands-on class, which means they're going to get to do a lot of activity and a lot of learning, and it's absolutely free. All they ask is that you RSVP so they know how many people are coming. Call 497-3760. That's 497-3760 for the kids gardening class on fall vegetable gardening next Saturday. And for you adults from 10 to noon, David Rodriguez will be on hand. He's the extension horticulturist with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, and he'll be talking about fall vegetable gardening too. Now for more information on all these classes go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, and we'll see you next Saturday. Homestead Handcrafts, the most unique craft mall with the finest handcrafts, collectibles, and antiques in San Antonio with over 300 different vendors. You'll find an amazing variety of treasures that change weekly. Homestead Handcrafts can dress you and your home inside and out. It's the ultimate craft show, open seven days a week. Homestead Handcrafts with two locations to serve you. 
on Thousand Oaks at El Sendero in Blanco Road near Panther Springs Park, north of 1604. HomesteadHandcrafts.com. All right, so you nothing worse than being a Steeler fan and owing the IRS money. My dear friends in San Antonio, you do not have to face this problem alone. Tony Ramos is the San Antonio tax debt relief attorney. If the IRS is getting ready to take money out of your paycheck, call Tony Ramos. If your bank account is frozen, call Tony Ramos. Don't wait for the IRS to call you. Call San Antonio Tax Debt Relief Attorney Tony Ramos. 210-558-2834. TonyRamosLaw.com. Breaking news. President Trump's nominee to head of the FBI is pledging to remain free from political interference. Stimulating talk. Michael Jackson's chimp bubbles is now an artist selling paintings for up to $2,000. I like to know who bought a painting by a chimp for two grand. The answer. Carol Zorniel, we talk a lot about caregiving on Caregiver SOS on air, but what is it? Caregiving is caring for a family member, a friend, a loved one, someone who's in your life that needs help with bathing, dressing, buying groceries, medical appointments. If you do any of those things, you're a caregiver. And how can this program help? Caregiver SOS on Air has information from people who have been caregivers, who work with caregivers. It can be book authors, scientists, doctors, the latest information on caregiving right here on KLUP. And one of the things we learn from so many folks is they fail to ask for help when they need it. Well, caregivers do need help. We don't like to ask for help, but we need it. And you'll get tips on how to ask for help and how to have a better life as a family caregiver. Plus, there's a great website you can go to, caregiversos.org. Caregiver SOS on air, Sundays at 6 p.m. on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Join Salem Media Group and Michael and Dr. Diane Medved for a special event. Patriots Day, September 11th in San Antonio, held at Magnolia Hall. The VIP event starts at 6. A night with the Medved starts at 7, including a spirited question and answer period. Fan club members get a special price. Tickets are available now. Go to 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and Big State Financial. Breaking news. Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen says the Fed expects to keep raising interest rates for the foreseeable future. Stimulating talk. Donald Trump says that the West is superior. What's happening in the West? Are people starting to think maybe values are the issue? The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. While Calvin takes a question off the air, we're going to talk to Mary about the upcoming children's gardening workshop and i'll mention again because people were calling uh, i uh someone may know the answer but i don't think you can get the glasses anymore uh for the eclipse glasses in it and then there were i did see some stuff online saying that you had to be careful using those so all right so do your due, due diligence and just be careful mary help us out yep it's its own Testing one two. There you go. Well, te- right. uh, will there be testing at the children's gardening class? Um, the the results will be a test. So Ooh, you get okay. to eat the vegetables that you grow. Oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, that's well, kind of cool. We're gonna get them there so they can all enjoy their own fresh produce. We're gonna go over uh, different kinds of plants, vegetable plants for the fall and when to plant them, and they're gonna get some seed to take home to plant directly into the ground. We're going to sprout some in some little mini um, greenhouse kind of little things and 
that would be the lettuces and stuff that we want to do that with because it's just easier that way with the lettuce. And well, let's let's back up a minute because uh, next Saturday from 10 to 11, right? Mm-hmm. It's a children's gardening class. The topic of this one is uh, fall vegetable gardening. Mary will be teaching it, and um, in, the, in the past, it's been very popular. Yep. So we expect uh, lots of folks to be a part of it. So I'm going to tell you how you uh, you can be a part of it by calling 497-3760 and uh, RSVP. Do it quickly because it is limited seating. No cost, but limited seating. Okay, so what are some of the topics? It sounds like we said it was hands-on, but it sounds like it's really hands-on. It is really hands-on. We actually have two beds here we're going to plant with. Uh, some of the plants we'll have ready here at the garden center like the tomatoes and the peppers and uh, we do have some squash and cucumber so we can get some of those plants and the kids can directly plant them so mm-hmm. they get that experience and then the seed starting experience which is really really important and then they will learn what size of the seeds and how deep they should be planted and according to size so okay that's People, I, I educate the adults coming in all the time. I said, oh, you need to come to my kids' class because that's what we talk about. You don't know how to plant that little seed, but it needs to be near the top. Yeah, so, they, they plant it too deep. I know Jerry has mentioned that a lot. Yeah. So we'll get a, we'll get a good hands-on experience. And Well, so what happens? So by, by the time they'll, they're through with the class at 11, they'll have done planting and... They have done their uh, seed planting in the packets and mature transplant in the garden that we have. And okay, good. And we'll have uh, the information sheet about all the different vegetables they can be growing when from seed or transplant to take home with them as a reference. And we will have lots of happy kids. So Yeah. It's fun. It's a, it's a big hook. Uh, my first time I got to do it as a little girl, just planting a flower was I was hooked. So as a lifetime of fun and understanding how to yeah, plant things. Yeah, this is the second time that you've done it. Last year at this time, I think you did the same. Class. Oh, I've been yeah. doing it yeah. now three years now. And then as the teacher. And these plants are left here at Mill Burgers and taken care of, or do the kids come back, or the, the, what they what, you talked about? They're planting from seed and stuff. Are they planting in something they take home? I have little individual packets of different vegetables for them to try. Last year I did uh, a kohlrabi, which looks like a little flying spaceship in the ground, and it's kind of cool. Then you have to eat it, though. Then you have to eat it, and you're like, what do I do with that? (laughs) And they take those home once they plant them? Uh, Actually, the seeds they're going to plant at home. Okay. Uh, I usually have the... But the, the transplants? root vegetables they're going to do directly unless, yeah, I'm just doing the sa- the lettuce in the in the packets this year. Okay. Because that's the one that's the delicate one, and we want to get it growing first. Okay. Before it gets hot, it's too hot right now, and that we they can transplant that in September. It's amazing when kids realize they can grow carrots and. Oh, that's so much fun! And yeah, I give them a little the bit carrots. of that yeah. to take home with a little carrot pack and. Uh, last year we had a little, uh, they looked like radishes. I uh, said so that's a really easy one to grow here because the soil's heavier here in San Antonio, but in general. So that one doesn't get that problem of 
Yeah, easy to grow, but then kids don't always like radishes. But oh, uh, you know, kids love rutabagas. I don't know if you plant those. <laughs> I really wish we could plant rutabagas here, hon, but it's too hot. Yeah, it takes and, too long. And no. then we I, you know, if you have a there. list, Calvin's turnips, radishes, rutabagas, <laughs> carrots is about the only one that really rates really high up there. Yeah. I think Calvin and the other member of the uh, Rutabaga Club uh, both say that they can be grown here. Uh, a rutabaga here? Oh, oh yeah, rutabaga. Plant it. You can plant it in September. Quickly. <laughs> oh, it's slow. Yeah, it's slow. Yeah, they're not as fast as turnips. I love the turnips, but you know, when I was in cooking school, we learned to cook the. We learned to do the cubed up turnip, rutabaga, carrot. And we'd have to cook them perfectly, like, like being on the cooking shows. Oh, okay. You know? And we'd have uh, parsley to add to that, salt and pepper, and some butter. Hmm. Oh, my God. That is really so, good? so good. Good. Yeah, more better. I, the more butter, the better. Yeah. I tell you what, I never experienced it until I used that rutabaga in that recipe, and I, I'm hooked. Yeah, rutabaga, I think, tastes sweeter than it turnips. It is. It's like candy. But it does. It takes twice as long to grow them as it does a turnip. And with the savory uh, turnip and the hearty carrot, it was just a delicious mm. combination. It had to be cubed perfectly for my exam, though, at the cookies. Charles will call us up in a yeah, minute, you're, minute and you're, say, you're, "Don't emphasize that rutabaga. Nobody will come to the program." Yeah, you're, you're, you're listening to rutabaga talk right here on yeah. 9:30 a.m. Carrots, so, carrots. Well, I'm here to again. convert you. Okay, and so uh, the the it's uh, next Saturday. 10 o'clock, 10 to 11. Uh, you go online uh, to get more information, but you just call the nursery to make your reservation at 497-3760. Thanks, Barry. All right. My pleasure, guys. And Good luck. We'll see you all. Yeah, Hopefully you, some kids come and join us. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I encourage you, if you uh, want to teach your kids about gardening, to make sure they come to the class. It's, uh, Mary does a terrific job, and every time we've seen them come out of it, uh, it's just a big success. So. And the parents enjoy it a lot, too. Cool. They, they ask a lot of questions. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. Tom Bye. is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. Hey, listen, I had a question about pecans, and I don't know if this is really a garden question or a uh, something about rodents, but I've got a large pecan tree in the backyard, and I noticed that the squirrels appear to be eating them more now than I remember them eating them in the past this time of year. And so what I'll find is just partially eating pecans all over the ground. Right. And That's squirrels. Yeah, and I'm, my question, I guess, is... What does a what does a pecan grower do about squirrels? What do they do about squirrels? They hunt them. They <laughs> they shoot them, trap them, scare them, whatever they whatever they need to do. Yeah, when I was and and, and something that we usually don't think about is the crows. Oh really? Oh, they hate the crows. Yeah, yeah the, the, crow, the crow. The crows will. Crows are harder to control than the squirrels. Absolutely, by far. Yeah. Yeah. They're hard to kill. We, to uh, I worked for the council of governments in deep east Texas, and one of the yearly events was to go squirrel hunting. And uh, they would, you know, they would encourage us to go to the orchards. Yeah, orchards. And there was 
not nothing less there. But the, they also, if if there was any crows, you were oh, supposed to yeah. target the crows too. Yeah. But the crows are smarter than. Yeah, they're smart. Man, you could hear them, and you could, you could never catch up to them. Does that help you, squir- Yeah, you, but all, yeah, you'd have to lot. trap them. I, I, I imagine the reason the squirrels are are getting the nuts at this time of year because it 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 it's been dry. You know, we've had periods of dry weather. Sure. So they they get water out of the nuts, I guess. And they have a tendency, it seems to me, every summer to kind of test. Right, the test of yeah. The, so you you'll, you'll find. I mean, even though the the nut is like one third of the size that it's eventually, it's they're still yeah they're still t- tasting it. But 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 you're probably right about the the water thing too, because those smaller nuts do yeah. have more yeah. moisture yeah. in them. Yeah. You know, I was thinking the neighbor the neighbor last year cut down a large pecan tree also. I think what happened is the squirrels went from having two trees to eat from. They now have one. Absolutely. And so, yeah, so I've got twice as many squirrels eating off of mine. But it just seems like it's a disproportionate number to the past as far as, you know, partially eating, eating pecans sitting on the ground. Yeah. And I don't know, don't know if, if they're, you know, last year they, I know that um, the harvest wasn't that good. And, I, and I'm thinking... I don't know if the squirrels could begin to eat all the pecans on the tree, but I think if this goes on for another couple of months till the pecans are ripe, that could be the situation. Well, you also need to look at the positive end of it because this, like you said, last year wasn't that big a pecan year, but this year uh, early predictions are that we're going to have a a massive pecan crop, which are already beginning to break some of the limbs and things like that. And some of the commercial growers are beginning to shake their trees and, and try to eliminate some of the nut crop on there so that, so that you can have a higher quality nut You crop. can't win. So uh, yeah, Too much or the, too little. The squirrel, yeah. the squirrel you know, are doing funny. you a favor. Do you have a lot of nuts on the tree now? They look, they look to be a lot of nuts, and they look to be larger than I remember them being also. So and you, know, and you know why they're larger than they used to be? Not really. Because the squirrels are eating the excess nuts off. <laughs> you owe those well, squirrels. I, I just hope they but, leave some for you. I, I mean, they're going to leave, they leave, they leave some for you. I think... And, uh, and, my experience, squirrels are pretty easy to ca- catch in a live oh, trap. Oh yeah, easy. Oh really? Yeah, little, little peanut butter and, and you I, you know if you got if you reduce the population by three or four, you would be probably in good shape. And you realize that I have recipes on plantanswers.com. Yeah, squir- squirrels are good. Really? I'll, I don't know that I'll try them, but I'll try to. I can try some <laughs> peanut butter on the live traps. All right. Well, I was just curious. I thought there might be something, some kind of bait out there that might attract them or something that could, and then maybe just the peanut butter may be the best solution. Um, the yeah. problem I've got is uh, I tend to catch other things in the traps. I've caught some birds and things, and, and you know, the squirrels, I've got a couple of dogs in the backyard. The squirrels don't tend to go on the ground as much as they're on the fence line and really in the trees. You're, you're in town, I assume. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in the city. Yes. Trap, trapping's your only option. Okay. Well, I didn't think the hunting license would work, so <laughs> I will. Uh, I give the traps a shot. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Good, Good right, luck. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. You take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 308-8867. While we take a break, give us a call at 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. It's fall vegetable gardening time, and Millburgers has a couple classes coming up that you're going to want to know about. First off, there's fall gardening for kids. This is next Saturday, the 26th from 10 to 11. Your kids will have a great time learning about the basics of vegetable gardening. It's a popular hands-on class, which means they're going to get to do a lot of activity and a lot of learning, and it's absolutely free. All they ask is that you RSVP so they know how many people are coming. Call 497-3760. That's 497-3760 for the kids' gardening class on fall vegetable gardening next Saturday. And for you adults, from 10 to noon, David Rodriguez will be on hand. He's the Extension Horticulturist with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, and he'll be talking about fall vegetable gardening, too. Now, for more information on all these classes, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you next Saturday. Schlitterbahn Water Parks. Get discounted tickets at Schlitterbahn.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health, memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. There's a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning, and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. 
You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. Hugh Hewitt says we aren't left with many options in North Korea. It is not going to be a pretty picture. The Korean War began on June 25th, 1950. It has never ended. It seems to me to be about to resume in a hot way. And you ought to be praying for our troops and for the civilians. And honest to goodness, if I was an American, I'd get the hell out of Seoul. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 308-8867, 308-8867. And Estella is on the line. Hi, Estella. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? How are you, sir? Hello. Good, Hello? good. You're on the air. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I have a question, sir. I have, um, like, five uh, crab martel trees, three, uh, three that are newer, maybe eight years, and Two that are, two or three that are, I'm going to say like a hundred years, I don't know. But every year they have beautiful, beautiful, beautiful flowers. And this year, nothing, nothing on my trees, no flowers ever came. What could be happening? And it doesn't have, they don't have any, what do you call those little seeds, pods, or what do you call them? Seed pods? Yeah, seed. Yeah, they don't have they any seed pods because they didn't bloom. They have to bloom before they have the seed pods. Now, did they get pruned or anything this year differently? Nothing, sir, nothing, and they're all the same. And I've had them forever, and sometimes, you know, the trees are so beautiful all the time that even the radio stations, they stop and take pictures. What, but what's this the year, fo- none of the trees. What's the foliage look like? A green, beautiful, beautiful. No, I don't see anything. So it's lush foliage? I mean, they're, they're, they've been... It's not, they've been, no. Yeah. Not dried out. Um, I, have, I have never seen that before. I think they're going to bloom later. You think so, sir? And yes, because sir. I see all the other ones around me uh, on my neighborhood, they're blooming except mine. And this is the yeah. first year uh-huh. that they don't bloom. You didn't. You didn't say anything negative about the eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think no. they're waiting on the eclipse. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, I, 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 there's two. There's two. I think that'll yeah, later. There's two uh, weather things. Was that freeze we had? But most of the crepe myrtles didn't seem to be affected. Yeah. Much by yeah, it, I mean, and then this. And then it's hun- hundred degree. Hundred degree heat. But it's but, amazing uh, how out of my, all my trees, like what I have five, three newer ones and like three older ones, and none of them had flowers this year. And I don't even see any of those pots either that that might have let you know after that they flower they'd be there they don't they don't have any of those either. They didn't have. Did they have aphids last fall or? 
uh, you mean, no, mildew you, or anything? No, no, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's rare huh. that all of them are the same. Yeah. So, somebody well, probably uh, came and gave them a shot, right? No. <laughs> no, no I, I think it's. I think it's just nature, uh, the weather, and everything. Else. Yeah, Lynn, I, I believe that yours are going to bloom later. Well, I hope so. Okay, so thank you. Bye. Good luck. Okay, sorry about yours. Let us know if they do. All right, uh, 308-8867 is the number, 308-8867, to be a part of the show. I, I wonder if, if, if she's looked and. Because the, the the odd thing about that is you've got older ones and younger, and younger, younger ones. And all five. And all of them are not blooming. Yeah, that is strange. So I would think that uh, especially the younger ones would have a flush of new growth, uh-huh. which you've got to have for the gray marble to bloom. Yeah, and then if and if usually if you have lush lush foliage, you do have some new right, right, new growth right, in there right. too, which is strange, and. If it's a, a shade thing, which we quite often ask that question, but you usually get a, that's kind of a gradual decline. As right. those trees grow over, you get less and less blooms, and she, that sounded like she could, uh, thinks that the bloom was full blast last year and nothing this year. So right. That is strange. And all the neighbors are blooming. Yeah. And that's, not. Uh-huh. that's uh, well, that's, I think she just she must she must have said something bad about the eclipse and <laughs> and the witchcraft. Uh, I'm, that people I'm, are I'm betting that she's gonna have a good bloom later. It's I getting so. it's pretty late here. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. But since she didn't have one early, maybe she's gonna have one later. Maybe the best one she ever had. It'll be just there. You go. And then we sure. can blame it on the eclipse. Yeah. There you go. That's right. It reset everything, and that's one. The Millburgers crepe myrtle is just—it's in bloom. Yeah, it bloomed yeah. earlier. Yeah, sort of bloomed earlier. Yeah, but it's in too much shade. Oh, and got too, too much competition. Well, and even really, really, see, it, it doesn't have lush growth on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, doesn't looks, have a lot of lush. Looks growth. sparse, and then the shade, and then a hundred degrees doesn't yeah. doesn't help. So, all right, what else you got there, sir? I got, uh, I, I noticed uh, Neil Sparrow's. Neil, uh, Neil retreated on his, uh, on one of his issues that we have brought up. I'm trying to remember. What, aerator? Yeah. No, no, he didn't retreat on the aerator. He, it's not, that, that, that bothered me a bit because I'm, I think an aer- aeration really makes a big difference to the lawn and if you can do it. Every year, so much the better. But every two years, it seems like real reasonable yeah. to do it. Uh, Neil was uh, he talked about how somebody asked how often should a an aerator be used on a lawn. Uh, now the confusion of the thing is that uh, the golf courses use them practically weekly. Yeah, at least monthly. <laughs> uh, at least monthly. And and because people are walking on the greens, they're they're aerating the green. And and Neil says the only reason you you'd use an aerator uh, is to uh, break up layers of thatch, uh, undecomposed organic material beneath runners and on top of the soil. Now we don't have thatch around here, so we're we're not worried about that. What we're worried about. Is to loosen clay soil or uh, that have become 
tightly compacted by retreated pedestrian traffic sports and events now I, I, th- I think I agree with Neil that uh, that the majority of the yard probably doesn't need aerating but once or, once or twice a year the majority of the yard uh, unless it's really heavily traveled but the real where an aerator comes into into play is if you've got a, a, a dog run, you know, where the dogs run around the fence and uh, compacted the soil, or a walkway that's been compacted. Or even the, There's no way to loosen that soil other than an area. In our, in our soil, a lot of our soils are inclined to get compacted. Absolutely. Even you Very don't, you, they don't have to be the main pathway, and there's... The, it always amazes me. I said, well, how can this, nobody even walks over here, How can, you know, when you're trying to dig in the stuff, how, yeah, can, yeah. how can it get compacted? But uh, so so some soils are naturally inclined to, uh, to be compacted. But so that was one of the, so then there was, an, there was another issue in there that he had about, but I think we can talk about it tomorrow, I, I guess. I think it's, benef- it's beneficial. Uh, to the entire lawn yeah. to get it aerated. And then that's that's probably the only way you can get organic material down to that Absolutely. root system. Absolutely. You've got to physically loosen that soil with an aerator. Uh Let's see. That, what else did he talk about? Uh, uh, I've got, we got a call, uh, an act, a, I haven't got time to get into that. Oh, we, uh, we'll, we'll finish up. We want to send our condolences out to uh, Jim Passmore, his wife, uh, Kay. Uh, the, uh, Jim Passmore, is, if you don't remember, is the guy that grew the uh, coho spinach seed and re- basically saved it from extinction. And his wife, Kay, was grow- helping me grow the... Uh, Columbine. Columbine. And she's a long term long time master gardener. Yeah. Both she and Jim are. Uh, Jim said she was class five, I think. Class four, yeah. Class four. And uh they were big time in the master gardener, so uh we're gonna miss Kay and she was a great gardener and uh great person. All right, three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. No. What? Oh, about calling? We haven't got time. We just got about two minutes left. So, and uh, we've got one of the things out there. Uh, we talk a lot about butterflies this year. The I don't think I've ever seen the lantanas getting as much attention from butterflies oh, as they are this year. Yeah. And the uh, every kind of lantana you can think of is uh, here at Millburgers. Um, of course, the lavender, the new gold, which can really take the heat in full sun. And then uh, some of the larger varieties, too. There's three or four four different selections there with different color blooms. Um, so if you uh, don't have lantana in your landscape, and you talk about a drought-tolerant, uh, sun-loving plant, that's, that's one of them. And the lavender can take some pretty much shade, and it also blooms well in the spring and the fall and sometimes in the wintertime. So take a look at uh, landscape and... Uh, and see if you've got uh, room for some lan- uh, lantana. It's good for the butterflies, plus it's attractive. 
Hey, don't forget, if you're interested in the fall vegetable gardening classes, whether it's for children at 10 next Saturday from 10 to 11, or whether it's uh, David Rodriguez teaching the class for adults uh, from 10 to noon, they'll both be in here at Millburgers. They're both free, and they're, uh, you'll find more information and details when you go to millburgernursery.com. Hey, uh, uh, for those folks who don't list on Sunday, thanks again to everybody who came out and donated blood. Uh, last week we had about 26 people that participated. Next time we'll do even better. So come on out and plan to be a part of that. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to Roy for doing a great job with the weather and getting your calls on the air. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.